Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Catherine Williams, who is with National Geographic Kids and is the editor of the Weird But True series. It's quite an interesting job, as you might imagine, and Catherine provides some insights for us on that. But she really gives us some good peeks inside the newest volume, Weird But True 2024. This is 300 pages of great color photos, interesting facts, and even some quizzes. It's sure to be a hit with all ages, although it's geared for middle school kids. And it's a great way to get kids reading and a good idea for a gift for a special occasion. So let's meet Catherine Williams and get some details. Catherine Williams, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so excited, and I expect uh, our listeners to be equally excited because we're going to talk about uh, National Geographic Kids' new book coming out for 2024, Weird But True. And you were the editor for this. And what fun was that for you, Catherine? Oh, it was so much fun. Um, This book is a collection of the weirdest places, animals, festivals, everything all around the world, continent to continent. So I got to learn so much cool stuff about the world, all kinds of weird facts, and look at some really uh, interesting images of animals all day while I was working on this book. It's a ton of fun, a ton of fun to read. So as the editor, you have probably a great deal more information than you're able to include in the book. Is that right? Is that fair? That's right. Yeah. Um, It's a really big book and it has a lot of information, but even still, um, there's a lot of decision making and things that we can't include. But fortunately, we're making this book uh, every year. So things that we don't include this year, we can include next year, hopefully the year after. Um, But we try to keep, you know, a nice balance of different things in the book. So there's a lot of decisions that I have to make about what goes in and what we leave out, even though there are so many wonderful things in the world to include. And, you know, that's the thing that really amazes me is that, as you said, you know, what doesn't get used this year is going to go into next year's book kind of thing. And to think that there's that much weird stuff in the world, it boggles my mind. (laughs) I know. I I worry about it sometimes. I'm like, are we going to run out of of weird stuff to put in these books? But our writers and researchers keep finding uh, it seems like an infinite amount of weird things in the world every year. So um, there, there's plenty out there. <laughs> so rest assured, people who really like strange stuff, uh, it, this book has it, and uh, it, it's going to continue year after year. So, uh, so rest assured. So taking a look at the book for uh, 2024, and it's actually, you know, as we speak, it's already been out uh, on the bookshelves, So, which, you know, I'm going to then mention would be great to consider for gifting because there's uh, the a big holiday season with many different kinds of festivals coming up uh, in the remaining part of the year that this would be ideal for some very special people. Yeah, this is a, is a great gift. Um, it's great for kids who who are maybe reluctant readers, who maybe don't lose themselves in a novel. It's great for all kinds of kids, but this is great for kids who really like need these fun images, weird facts to get them sucked into a book. It's really great for that, for kids who are like middle school age, 8 to 12, but I think even adults. I, I love reading it. I love looking at it. So it's a great gift for anyone, but especially those middle school kids who maybe you can't get to read. This book's perfect for them. It's going to 
really have them reading it over and over again um, and wanting to look at it all the time. And that's such an important point because sometimes reading can be a challenge for many kids to get them interested for one thing in reading uh, and then to have them stick with it. So here's a great way to do it. They they are captured by the pictures and and by the idea of stuff that's kind of weird and you know, maybe kind of, I'm going to say slimy, but it's much more than that kind of thing. But but that middle school uh, age group loves that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they really do. And that's what we try to like, we, we really focus on the weird stuff as a way to get into the rest of the world. I mean, there's some really cool images in this book. I mean, some of my favorites, like there's um, a, a we have a, a bit on weird sports, and so there's a picture of a woman who's inside of a giant pumpkin, and she's paddling it like a kayak. And that's just so such an interesting image, and it really pulls you in and makes you want to read more about it. Um, there's all kinds of cool animals in this book. There's surfing dogs. There's, um, there's people uh, sledding down volcanoes. There's all kinds of really amazing stuff. And then you start to read more about it and then you just learn about the world and all of the wonderful places in it. Exactly. That's what's so great about it is is becoming aware of of the world in and you're still sitting uh, in in your living room or in your bedroom looking at all of this and just dreaming and and connecting with some other part of this planet which totally is exhilarating isn't it it really is and we we have stuff from truly everywhere we go from north america to every other continent we are all the way in antarctica um we have like um, explorers have found a fruitcake that is like hundreds of years old that's just been sitting in Antarctica and it's perfectly preserved, like really fun facts all the way in Antarctica. And we also do um, facts about deep sea. We have bits about space. So it's, it's everything. Um, there's something there's something in here for everyone and there's something pretty much everywhere around the world featured in the book. And, and that's another piece of it that's so educational in a very subtle way is to get across some of that geography and history lesson to our kids that they're just getting it because they're interested in seeing these pictures and finding out the stories behind something. And, and voila, all of a sudden, like you mentioned, Antarctica, but it might be something in Europe or uh, you know, going somewhere in Australia. It it's just, again it's just such an amazing amazing book to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really do at National Geographic. A lot of our books, we try to um, make it feel like it, it. You're learning when you're reading, but it doesn't really feel like you're learning. It's it, it. We we try to make it feel like something fun kids will reach for, and then they're they're just happen to be learning along the way. Um, and uh, I think that this book is really really does that. Um, yeah, and especially one thing we do to capture our audience in particular, like kids love these really weird animals. And so we have like uh, animals from all around the world that are strange, but then we round up, you know, what we've decided are the weirdest animals of the year. So we have like um, one of my favorites is this little sea slug called a leaf sheep, and it has a face that looks just like a sheep. Um, it's only uh, less than half an inch long. And so we have this photo of it that's really zoomed in and it's just this, this 
really wild looking little creature that I honestly didn't know existed until um, we put it in this book. So we have tons of animals that I thought I've heard of them all, but they're they're in the book and I hadn't heard of them. And so I hope that kids are really excited to learn about these things and see them as well. Right. And it just occurs to me when when they learn this, all of a sudden, they might be the ones with information no one else has. And talk about being the center of attention or being able to uh, express that in a class situation as to what they discovered. I, you know, in that way, I think it's just a way for, for kids to really develop a lot more self-confidence and self-assurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things to hear from our readers or parents of our readers is that their kids are constantly quizzing their parents on things like, did you know this? Did you know this? And telling them new facts or, you know, bringing the books to school and sharing them with their friends. That's something I love to hear. Um, we get letters from our readers as well, and they're so smart. Um, it's very it's very cool. Sometimes they even catch our mistakes for us. So, like, they're they're really cool, and we love giving them information and and ways that they can feel maybe a little smarter than their parents. Right. You know, talk about that being such a confidence booster. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So in delving through all of this, well, first of all, how long do you spend needing to select all the different material to put into the book? What's that time frame? We work on these books for quite a long time, um, so we really get started maybe a year and a half before the book is uh, out and ready for the world, and it's just kind of starting those preliminary stages of like finding things, um, researchers going out and just seeing what's out there, and then uh, as the year kind of goes by, we try to add things that are really current and new um, to our information, but we're I'm basically always getting emails, getting calls from people with like new weird stuff. So I'm pretty much all the time looking for weird things and thinking about this book all the time. So I am just really a collector of odd facts at this point. Um, But we do start this quite a bit early. I think like maybe a year out, we're already um, making sure like writing the text, getting everything together and and finding the balance there. And and so is it safe to assume your 2025 is well on its way already? Yes, we're working on 2025 now. And it's, again, I was like, I don't know if we're going to have enough stuff in the world, <laughs> enough weird stuff, and we found it. So there's, there's plenty, plenty more for 2025. Oh. So your work in itself is something that's really quite fascinating. And did you find, was this something that you might have dreamed about or how did you venture into the work you're doing yeah it was really I mean it was a dream job for me I um did not expect to have a job like this um but I I got a degree in writing and I loved animals um for my whole life so I did a lot of volunteer work teaching kids about animals um and uh teaching kids science experiments and I just happened to get a job as an assistant at National Geographic and I've been there for quite a while and worked my way up and I've gotten to work on a lot of different books and um, get to really do some fun stuff with, uh, with them. So it, it just happened to fall into place. Um, but it definitely is my, in, my interest. Um, I've always been a huge animal nerd and nature. I was a nature kid. Um, and so this is really wonderful for me. 
Well, that is so great to hear because it's such encouragement <laughs> for kids to know too that, you know, whatever it is that they're finding is passionate, who knows what that might lead to in their future life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think this is part of what we hope to do is just by exposing kids to all kinds of things, um, they just learn what's even out there. I mean, there's so much in the world that I didn't know about when I was um, 10 years old and um, that I'm really excited to get to share with kids so that they know. I mean, we have even a, a section on weird jobs um, in the book um, that are you know, one is a, a pizza delivery person who delivers pizza underwater, you know, really silly things. But also, you know, by seeing um, conservation work happening all around the world and other things, like they really get to see what's out there and, and where they can go and what they can do. Yes, absolutely. So in terms of this book, Weird uh, But True 2024, what what came up as being perhaps the weirdest thing oh it's so hard to pick the weirdest thing i think um i think some of the um some of the animals are are really bizarre um there's we have included a millipede named after taylor swift um (laughs) in our weird news roundup which i think kids will really like um it's scientific name um, excuse my pronunciation is nanaria swiftay um, and the scientist who named this millipede was just a really big Taylor Swift fan. Um, so we have that millipede in the book. Um, we have traffic zebras. There are people in Bolivia who dress up like zebras to help guide traffic. Um, and we have a really funny photo of that as well. Um, and then there's also things that are weird and a little more um, a little more educational. So there's like a, a seed vault in um, in Europe where all these different kinds of seeds that grow the plants that we eat are kept in storage just in case something happened and we didn't have access to, say, corn anymore. There's this, this vault underground that has all of the seeds that, of things we eat in it. That's really cool. Um, just strange, strange stuff like that. Um, so there's tons in here and it is really hard to choose my favorite one, but... Um, those are some some of my greatest hits. I love that idea about that seed vault it, without consciously thinking of it, but, you know, realizing how the planet is changing and we have floods and droughts and fires and all this going on. And we think, what's going to happen to the food supply? But we can maybe feel some peace about it that the, the scientists or whomever has planned this, that uh, there are seeds that are protected and and that that's going to help us into the future. Yeah, it is really interesting, um, the things that people have already thought of that I'm not, not my job to think of. And I'm like, wow, I'm really glad somebody's thought of that. Um, and, and we do try to, you know, have these we have a uh, various things in our in the books that's like um the seed vault we have these giant um telescopes where um on top of mountains that people can look out and see really really far into the universe and giant solar panels and things like that so there's a nice mix of like people paddling in pumpkin canoes and then this really cool you know vault where they keep all of these all of these seeds for for humanity um in case you need them yes There is something that caught my eye called volcano boarding. That is really weird. (laughs) Yes. 
Um, there's a lot of weird, um, a weird volcanoes in the world, and this one is really fun. Um, so um, in uh, Nicaragua, I believe, um, people, uh, there's a volcano has erupted, and it leaves um, one side covered in volcanic ash, which is actually a really nice uh, material if you want to go sledding down a volcano. So um, people have gone up and taken sleds and they, they board down the volcano. Um, and it's kind of a fun thing that people can do. Um, it's very cool. And we have images of, of people kind of just like totally speeding down this volcano. It's very cool. They have to wear goggles and safety gear. Um, but yeah, it looks really fun. And and that's great that they've thought about the safety gear because when you think about ash and how fine that is and just it, it getting into our eyes, that would be extremely painful. <laughs> yes, yes, um, definitely, definitely have safety gear. Definitely some, you know, don't do, don't try this at home. But it's a, it's a under the right supervision. Right. Of course, kids see that they might say. Hey, mom and dad, we need to go to Nicaragua. We just need some new adventurers. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's true. And I apologize to any parents that may, these kids want to travel all around the world. Um, but I think it is cool to show them places around the world that kids probably or may not get a chance to see anytime soon. Um, and uh, and we definitely do that, that armchair travel well. But we also try to, you know, I mean, I. I'm located in the United States. We have some stuff that, you know, will probably feel a bit closer to home to, to kids as well. So there might be something in, you know, listeners' states that, that's in the book. We have roadside attractions, um, art installations in Chicago, all kinds of things. So you might be surprised. Maybe there is something in the book that um, a kid can actually see. Well, there should be because, of course, there is a whole chapter that is incredible North America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of things, natural things, um, festivals. Um, we had one uh, festival featured where people um, throw cow chips, cow dung as far as they can. Some really weird stuff <laughs> in North America as well. It's like, oh, that's stinky besides being weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have some stuff that, that's a little gross because the middle school audience really, really uh, loves reading about that kind of stuff. As we had touched on, yes, they they seem to like kind of (laughs) stuff that just, uh, the weirder it can be and kind of, uh, uh, what, freak out their friends or freak out their family. Their friends Uh wouldn't be. (laughs) That is so great. And and it occurs to me, you know, in, in talking about this aspect of it, Catherine, that in searching around wherever they are, this is a great opportunity to look for something weird that they could find in their own area so that they could communicate with you. Send that in. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. I would love that. Um, yeah, it's very funny. Um, you know, the things that it is. It is much. Uh, sometimes it's hard to know if things are, are, are weird to other people when you're growing up around them. But sometimes it, you really need people on the ground to find these very specific um, things in the world. And we actually had some of our writers were reaching out to their friends who lived in different places to report back with you know, what's going on with this festival or this museum or something like that. Right. So uh, looking at another 
continent going down way over to Africa, uh, there's just some very interesting things there, including some fascinating sand dunes. Oh, yeah. These are really incredible. Um, it, this is another thing where I now I'm going to, you know, say oh, you've got to you've got to get the book. But um, these dunes are huge. And the photo that we have of them is like this just this wall of sand. It almost looks like the sky. Um, it's they're so tall. Um, it's very incredible photos of dunes in Africa. Um well, and definitely, you know, the whole point of, of our really talking about this, besides being informative, is to encourage getting the book because, well, for the very reasons that we already said in terms of it really engaging kids and encouraging their curiosity, encouraging their reading and just a sense of the world. I mean, there's just so much great benefit and value here. Yeah, there really is. Um, and and we have this a team, actually, um, at National Geographic, we uh, really photo forward um, all across the board, our magazine, our kids' books, everything. So we actually have a team that really spends a lot of time finding photos and picking out the right ones. And so these books are, like, very, very visual, a lot of the weird stuff in them. Um, you know, I can describe it and it sounds weird, but you really, um, it's really cool when you get to see it. And that's kind of what we, we can give kids because illustrated books are wonderful, but then this one, you can really see real things in the world, photos of them. Um, and it's like, you're like, you're there. Yes. And, you know, to that point of all these magnificent pictures, because the book, book is large. It's what something I think maybe, 14 by 16, or it's it's a large volume mm-hmm. book and very affordable for what it is. It's really just such a, a wealth of great information uh, way beyond uh, what the price tag on it is. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of info. Um, and every time I, I open it up, I feel like I, I'm, I'm looking at it and seeing it all again for the first time. This is a really fun book, so full of just wild information. And, you know, any kid who reads it, I think, will become a real wealth of knowledge and, and probably smarter than their parents, for sure. <laughs> yes, and and smarter than a lot of kids that they're around, which will maybe <laughs> right. inspire, you know, their friends to say, hey, I need to, to do this, too. I need to find out about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... We've touched on North America and Antarctica, Africa. What about, I just love that there's Australia and Oceania. I, mm-hmm. And uh, so what did you find that was really interesting there? Um, there is, so Australia and Oceania, so has a lot of, Oceania is like a collection of a lot of islands. Um and they are all kind of unique and interesting, and they have really unique ecosystems and animals and things like that. I think one of my favorites is um, that there are these this crab migration on, on Christmas Island um, where these little crabs go from the land to the sea, but there's so many crabs that it looks like the entire 
beach is red because they're all crawling all over everything. Um, it's very cool. Um, it's a very cool thing, and we have a really big image of it in the book, but these just, like, countless crabs um, migrating across the beach. It, it really looks like um, the rocks and the sand and everything is, is red, and there are just a lot of little crabs. Um, another fun thing from Australia is that we include um, a artist who makes um, makes fun shapes out of hair. So we have a picture of a, um, a hair that's in the shape of a hamburger. Oh. <laughs> so something silly like that. It's a lot of natural stuff and natural beauty, but then also some really silly um, hair sculpting. Which again, just makes you think about how there's just so much potential for creativity and in, in the sky, the universe is is the limit. Yeah, right. a lot of the books we work on have these like weird facts and weird things in them. And um, some of the people I work with have kind of looked at this book and they're like, I didn't think that I could be surprised by anything, but I didn't know some of this stuff. And that's really, um, really rewarding. Oh, truly, right? Because the world, when you think about how large this book is and that it comes out each year, how could any of us really be aware of everything that exists on our planet? And and that's what's exciting, too. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, it's really it's interesting to see um, some of the different things around the world and then some of the things that are, are you know, similar and um, around the world um, and the way that animals have adapted in these really strange ways to the places that they live. It's very cool. Definitely very cool. So let's see, I think we've touched on almost all continents, although let's see, with Europe, did we touch Europe Something that maybe happens, oh, improbable Italy, a weird wonder in Italy. Yeah, I mean, um, we do. I remember we have this spread on Italy. Um, There's so many things that I'm like, (laughs) I don't remember quite all of them. Well, in defense of that for you, Catherine, (laughs) you did this book. I mean, it's out now. So you were working on it over this last year. You're already into 2025. So, (laughs) you know, you you can truly be forgiven for not knowing all those details. Well, that's the thing. I don't want to give away too many spoilers about the next book um, (laughs) and what we've included in there. Um, One thing that we do have in Italy is uh, in our, our strange sports section, uh, there is a soccer match played, or I guess football in Europe, uh, played in a medieval style. So people dress up in medieval helmets and medieval clothes, and they play an old-fashioned style of soccer that that does not really exist anymore. So they reenact that, perhaps, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. because it used that used to be the way and now it is. Yeah. So things like that. Isn't that great? And being sports too, another area that kids besides animals and nature, the sports is something that uh, intrigues them. So including those kinds of pictures and details certainly has its appeal, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. We also have some some things we try to include, like weird theme parks, um, roller coasters and things like that that are very kid kid specific. 
Um, there's, I think in Asia, there, there's a, a place called deep dive where you can dive, um, people with scuba gear and they dive really deep, but there's like, it's a man-made pool and they can dive and see all kinds of weird scenery. It's almost like a museum, but underwater. And there's some cool images of that. So it's kind of like theme park stuff that I think kids will really like. Well, bottom line here is the book is so amazing. We've touched on some of the wacky, weird stuff that's there. The kids are absolutely going to adore and have such great fun with and keep going back to and and then we'll want to get ready for the following year. But right now we have Weird But True 2024 which is available at all of your favorite book sources. And I can't state enough how this is such an incredible gift to give to anyone, and particularly to school-age kids. They're just going to have a blast with it. Right, Catherine? Yeah, really, they are. Well, I've had a blast with you. I am certainly so amazed by what you have done and so thrilled for you that you are doing work that you love and how you got there. So I hope that that's inspiration for others as well. So I do thank you, Catherine Williams, for taking time with us this morning and really appreciate all the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. It was it was wonderful. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Catherine Williams and Sunday Morning Magazine with Tyler Pagel. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of good connections. Planning for a great day at the Sioux might be part of it. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.